good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today, I greet you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. This is, wow, what a show, the Outreach Podcast of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. I am Phyllis, your host for the evening, and we are very excited and expectant for this evening's show. We will be speaking with Pastor John Thomas of God Will Make a Ministries in Wadesboro, North Carolina, and I've invited a few people to enter the studio with us. However, we shall see what will become. Okay, so while we're waiting for everyone to get in, I want to just remind you that Wow What a Show is all about the creator of this magnificent place we live upon called the earth. All that therein is, said the psalmist, everything that is beautiful, all the mountains, the trees, the hills, the forest, the creatures that live here with us, animals, you know, and every human being that you know, all are the creation of God. And I always like to go to Psalm 19. Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And I'm going there right now because I always like to say it just right. It's such a beautiful song. And it is one that reminds us that he is creator, that he is the star of the universe. He is the God of the ages. He lives forever, never to pass away. And um, so I'm there, and the psalm, the psalmist writes, the heavens declare the glory of God firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. And then the psalmist writes this, that is so very important. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. 
Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Oh, the psalm is packed full. And tonight I do hope that we will, um, in in talking with Pastor John Thomas, that he, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to read is because Pastor Thomas is going to make this even clearer. The law of the Lord is perfect. Good evening, Pastor Thomas. Good evening, Sister Phyllis. How you doing? How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. I am blessed, sir, also. And um, I have to tell you that as I, I wasn't going to read the whole psalm, but as I read it, I think of you very much in this um, these sessions that we have and in the writing of your book, In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding. So, Pastor Thomas, I leave it to you now to speak to the listening audience, to say good evening in your own way, and to get us into our discussion for the evening. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I just first want to thank God for bringing me to you that you and I are able to partnership in bringing the word of God to the people of God. I just thank God for vehicles that you are using to get the word out. Amen. Uh, I just want to take this opportunity to say welcome to wow. You know, and, and when I think of the goodness of Jesus, all I can say is wow. I know. <laughs> Unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can actually think. We just say wow. That's right. That's <laughs> wow. Amen. I, I want to, before I go any further, just give reverence to God through prayer. Yes. Heavenly Father, who sits high and look low, we thank you for the rising of the sun and the setting down of the same. We thank you for bringing us through this day with no hurt, harm, or danger. And if anything came against us, we know, according to your word, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned. So it's all good. This is all God. And I just want to welcome everyone to WOW this evening. Amen. Praise God indeed. Thank you. Amen. There yeah. is so much to talk about. And yeah. when I start thinking, what should I teach? I get confused. So mm. I've learned to take that task out of my hand and put it in mm. God's hand. And I yes. teach what God gives me. Amen. I like it. I, I, I just want to take an opportunity uh, to remind everyone uh, God has a sense of humor. And uh, if you, if, and I know we're all in the United States, I'm in the South, or we're all over, but if, if you are uh, moved by this weather, how hot it is, mm. God is reminding mm. us that there's a place hotter than this. Wow. Amen. A difficult time with this weather, you might want to get it right, amen. <laughs> amen. Yes, so uh, unless you have something else on the agenda, I'm going to jump right into this because I'm not going to keep you here all night. But I, uh, 
God brought me to uh, one something in the book in chapter three. I mean, uh, book three, chapter five. And this is so okay. imperative. This is so important. And it's synony- synonymous with, in all you're getting, get understanding. You must understand that a lot of us, if not all of us, have some form, level of chains holding us. And chapter five talks about breaking every chain and identifying the chain. And, and we're using the chains uh, uh, as a metaphor for uh, issues and problems and things that we struggle with because we all struggle with something no matter how much faith we have, the natural part of us struggles with uh, certain things. And, and I just want to read a little bit of what uh, Book 3, Chapter 5 is saying. And it said there's physical change and there are psychological change. And there are change you can see and there's change you can't see. Nevertheless, there are things that are holding us back, keeping us from moving forward. And you, and you are moving forward in the natural, but spiritually you're standing still. So, so let's just take a look at that. What, 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 is, what am I saying, or what is the Lord is saying? Is that mm-hmm. there are things in the natural that keep us from moving forward in the spirit. Uh, just recently, in some of our uh, the weekly classes we were having, we talked about how we become stagnated in the spirit because we can't get past the natural thing now second corinthians 2 11 paul is talking to the corinthians and he is trying to show them how important forgiveness is and and one of the scriptures says uh 2 and 11 lest satan should get an advantage of us but we are not ignorant of his devices that's once we get understanding the bible teaches us to not lean to our own understanding, but trusting the Lord in all thy ways. I know for a fact that a lot of Christians struggle with letting God have all his way. For one reason or another, or in this case, for one chain or another. Uh, what we need to take a look at ourselves is that unforgiveness is a hindrance to the believer. And God speaks about how necessary it is for us to forgive each other. Because we ourselves have so much we need to be forgiven. Jesus said, how can he go to his father and ask him to forgive us? And we acting like we don't want to forgive each other. What you have to understand when we talk about breaking every chain is breaking any and everything that keeps you from flowing in the word of God. Keep you from receiving the promises of God. Keep you from operating in the power of God. And some of these, a lot of these natural things that God say we have to overcome are the very things that are keeping us from doing the will of God. Now, I do believe that a lot of us truly, truly love God, even though we may not understand God. But we understand 
uh, what we have seen, how God has worked in other people's life, how we were taught to pray to God, even though we couldn't see him, but we could see the effect of God in other people's life and in the world. So though we struggle with that, we, we have to learn how to overcome the natural things. Amen. Um, Romans 8 and 7 tells us, because the cardinal man, that's the non-spiritual man, that's us every day when we acting crazy, saying things we shouldn't say and doing things we shouldn't do. We are acting cardinal. That's how Paul describes it. But because the cardinal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. Uh, I, I shared with you once before 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. That the Bible says the natural man cannot conceive the things of the spirit for they are foolishness unto him. And neither can he know them for they are spiritually discerned. So there are times when we are acting spiritual and we are getting into the presence of God. And the Bible said if we go after the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And God is trying through his redeeming, redeeming us to get us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And we have to learn in that transformation, it breaks every yoke. It breaks the chains. It covers so much in our lives when we wonder why we don't have prayers that are answered, why we are sick in our bodies, why is our money funny and our change is strange, why we can't seem to get ahead. It's because we are bound by the very thing we bound other people. Unforgiveness is a evil spirit. Unforgiveness keeps you from receiving the things of God. Well, how is that possible? Because he said there's certain things that we have to do to make ourselves available to the blessings of God and the promises of God. Uh, if God didn't forgive us, how would he send his son to die for us in order to redeem us back to him? See, and we look at that thing little. She said, you ever heard people say, uh, I forgive you, but I won't forget. So that right there, that's of the world. That's crazy. Because if you don't forget it, you will meditate. You will ponder. You will think about. You will be consumed to some degree in your mind about what another person did to you. And if God called you to minister to that person, to love onto that person, or to uh, 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 bless that person, when Satan reminds you of what that person done, you're going to act like Jonah. When God told Jonah to go to Nivea and tell the people how displeased he was because of how they treated him and his people, he declined. And he was going to try to do it his way. And we all know the story about the belly of the beast and everything. And that's where we are. We are in the belly of the beast because of our disobedience and God's blessing can't find you. Oh. Amen. You want to God hear your prayer. How can he hear your prayer through you have a spirit of unforgiveness. You have a spirit of bitterness. You have a spirit of resentfulness for somebody 
And you should you should really examine that because I'm sure in your however old you are in your time, you done made somebody angry. You done did something to somebody who you need forgiveness for. Amen. And this is why the Bible said about judging. We we have to be mindful of how we judge each other because the merit that we use in judging that person, that may, that merit is going to be used to judge us. We should be so willing to forgive. It's hard. I know it's hard, but it's so necessary. How can I expect God to forgive me for the errors that I'm still making if I won't forgive you for the errors you made? God understands that in his natural body, in this natural mindset, we are going to make mistakes. The Bible says that if any man, uh, all men fall short of the glory of God. Meaning we all at some point in time are going to do something unpleasingly to God. And you can count on it. And he says that if all men, not just you, the preacher, the apostle, the prophet, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Even in, in Elijah's uh, greatness, he, he offended God. When he allowed a letter that was sent from Jezebel to go to him, and now he want to die. All that work God put in him, he want to die. God was offended by David with his old crazy self, him and Bathsheba. But God said he's a man after his own heart. So understand, even the greatest of us, will fall short because we are entangled in this human body. But God gives us all power. He gives us power to make godly decisions because he gave us his word. The Bible said that all scriptures were inspired by God and are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness. So we wonder mm -hmm. why uh, we can't get out of the rut, why things don't seem to be going nowhere because you still chained up by the things you refuse to let go the bible says lay aside every weight that so easily beset us that causes us to sin there are things about you and your personality that you're gonna have to change amen we always looking to blame somebody else but when have we taken a good look at ourselves I mean, to thy own self be true and see that most of the problems is not people, but our perspective, how we choose to hear things and how we choose to see things. You, you know, we create what, what's called strongholds in our own lives. And, and mind you, these strongholds are created within ourselves to protect us and it keeps the enemy out. But what you don't know it realizes those strongholds keep God out because you, you start to have uh, desires of distrust and you ain't trusting nobody. And I, and I struggled with that for a long time. And, and what happens is the stronghold protects you. You don't trust nobody. You don't deal with nobody. You isolate yourself. You, you don't tell nobody about your issues and your problems. Then you have to deal with it by yourself. And that's when the enemy comes in. And he comes in and tricks you. That's why Paul said, I would ha not have you ignorant of the devices of Satan. Because if you're ignorant of how Satan works in this world, then you will, he will get the advantage of you. So here, the stronghold you think is to protect you, where if you knew the word, God said, 
he would protect you. He said, hold your peace and I'll fight your battles. He showed us how to get the peace of God by keeping our minds on him and not the pain or the suffering we went through. What you have to understand is that whatever you went through when you were younger, God was there. Well, here you go. If God was there, why did he let it happen? You know, you, you, you keep searching, you'll get that answer through the scripture. But what I want to say to you, because everybody's situation is different, and, and we could get into that on a later class about how God gave man dominion over the earth, and God, by his own word, could not interfere, okay? However, until God, someone calls and allows him to come. So here we're dealing with bitterness, unforgiveness. We're dealing with anger and all this old stuff that happened. But the scriptures tell us anyone who comes to Christ is a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things become new. So even if you were the culprit, even if you was the one that was hurting people, God has forgiven you. And those of us who have been hurt, we have to understand that we have to move on. We have to let it go because as long as we keep that memory of that pain and suffering, we are going to go through the suffering part. And God is saying, release yourself from that. Break that yoke that got you where you don't trust people, where you don't want to confine people because somebody hurts your little feelings. Amen. And there's some other things that happen in our lives that I'm not trying to play down, but you still can't let it continuously bind you up because you have work to do. It's just like when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through what they went through. God didn't stop it. He just went in there with them. And you have survived. You are more than a conqueror. You have overcome in spite of the fact that you still hold to that. As you mature in the word of God and as you apply yourself and as you become getting covenant with God, you will learn how to break those chains. But first you have to identify. You have to come to the realization that you got things that are bind up, binded up in you. That's keeping you from loving and forgiving and caring and sharing and giving. There's things your past is keeping you from walking in your present and, and put that will prepare you for your future. So we have to realize and come to terms with things that have hurt us. It's over. It's over. It happened. You went through it. God was there whether you think he was or not. And it's over. Okay. Mm. Here it, it tells us in, the, in Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor. And evil speaking put away from you. You are that new creation in Christ. You, you know, no, we don't get down like that no more. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, with all malice. And we must learn how to forgive and to forget. Matthew 6 and 14. <laughs> For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. It's Bible. You have to yes. forgive. It's a necessary ingredient, uh, ingredient for you to walk in righteousness. We can't bring all of that stuff. And I'm sure if you measured it, as much as people have done and hurt you, 
I'm sure you had your equal share of hurting and doing stuff that that brought people pain. And you need forgiveness. Amen. God has forgiven us. God has forgiven us so much. He looked past our thoughts and seen our need. And according to John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he, in spite of the fact, this is not part of the scripture, in, in spite of the fact that we were living in wickedness, we were doing our own thing and we didn't think nothing about God, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Even in your mess, in your disobedience, in your evil and crafty ways, amen, uh, God so loved you. And he's doing it. He's the greatest example, the Bible said, be imitators of Christ. Right? So if we're going to imitate Christ, we have to learn how to forgive one another, how to love on one another, how to, we need to exhort one another. And if I'm exhorting you, somebody exhorting me and they, somebody exhorting them, everybody's getting exhorted. If I give of my substance to you and you give of your substance to someone else, everybody's going to have more than enough. Amen. So we have to be willing and prepared to get past our pain. Amen. Because that's the least of it. The pain that someone else has done to us. And what happens is that we call ourselves advocates of the kingdom of God. We, we say we are ambassadors. We are Christians, and Christians are like followers of Christ. Yet and still, we don't know or we don't understand that we're like a puppet with Satan. And Satan, if, he, if you allow yourself to operate from an emotional place, you are being uh, uh, maneuvered by Satan. Satan going to tell you, nope, they don't like you. Nope, they don't love you. Look what they did. You know, next uh, next week, God willing, or uh, uh, Phyllis, allow me, we're going to speak on that thing y'all call church hurt. And that's okay. a Church hurt is not real. It's a label that man has put on it because the church didn't hurt you. The church was dead for you to have an assembly to come together and be on one mm -hmm. accord and experience God. So we're going to straighten that out. But Thank right God. now, we're talking about change. And we're talking about you identifying the things that are keeping you from walking in your new life and walking in the power that God has given you. According to Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you all power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I mean, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you. God promised it and he meant it. Let me tell you why we go through pain and suffering. It's because the way we look at it, it's the perspective that we had. Because if we understood that death is not the end, but the beginning, if we would only remember to be absent from the body is to be present to, with the Lord. If we understood that when Paul said, who shall deliver me from this wretched body? This life, this cardinal body is another form of a chain. But God has given us spiritual and divine power over it that we can control ourselves if we so desire. Romans 12 and 10 said, Be ye not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of 
of your mind. And here it is. It's based on the perspective that you look. You choose to see the glass half empty or half full. This is why we're so offended. This is why we can't come together and, and agree on anything. This is why we always fighting with each other. The Bible said, let us come together and read. Why you can't respect my opinion, but you want me to respect your opinion. Why we can't agree to disagree. Because you bound up, self-centered, caught up on your own thing. But God gave both of us a mind. And maybe your mind is developing a little faster than mine. Maybe you got wisdom and understanding. All I got is wisdom. So help me out. Help me to get the understanding. Amen. He said he gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, and the edifying of the body of Christ. Help me break my chains. Don't continue to beat me down with the things that I fall short on. I need, I need you as much as you need someone else to show love to you. But we focus so much on our pain that we can't see the blessing. We can't see that all those years we had it hard, but we still here, still breathing, got our right mind because God was there. His grace and his mercy, though we went through it. If you read the book, the stories, a lot of God's people went through a lot of things. And some people went through some things worse than you. Why are you still whining about it? Look at the part that you made it in your right mind. You should have been dead. I know I should have been, but by his grace and mercy. So here we are in our right mind, the best we can do. And, and now that we have received the Holy Spirit, we receive power from on high. And now we got our mind, we got power, we got the word. Why we can't call those things that be not as though they were? Why we can't change our destiny? The reason you can't change your destiny because you keep living in your past. The past will keep you from enjoying or recognizing your presence. Where God has brought you up to now. And that your past will keep you. Well, it keeps most of us. My past just sets me on fire. Because it shows me how good God is. And if he did that for me back then and I wasn't saved, imagine what he'll do for me now that I am saved. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? So it all yes. how you look at it. Amen. I'm going, I'm going to pause for a moment because I want uh, Sister Phyllis to, to interject. Amen. I want her to <laughs> give us something. Glory to God. Such a relevant and timely word. In today's world, as I have done much outreach and met so many people and been in so many churches, Pastor Thomas, I can tell you that you have preached a truth tonight uh, to this point. And you know, we're really working, Pastor, here. I, I almost feel guilty because he is so willing to give. And I really want us to hear it. But this idea of holding on to past hurts. I love that you said we build our own strongholds. These things grip the heart and you can't let go. And people live in shame, Pastor Thomas. They live in anger 
uh, Pastor Thomas, and it starts early in life. I can tell you I've done outreach and um, met young uh, teenagers, 14, 13, 15, 16. Not only are they gripped by the, the pain and the hurt, but they act out of it. And so they do things that are not life affirming. I don't want to interject too much because I, I really, really think that you are God's man for the hour. And I am totally responding as a listener in the audience here. I am in the congregation. I am being taught as well. But I can attest to every truth that you have spoken from my own experience with people who are gripped. And even my own life, of course, you know, we have things that we have to overcome. Pastor Thomas, is one thing that I will share. I awakened about two months ago. There was a song in my head. I've told my friend uh, Reams about this. I, I I write, you know, I sometimes the Lord will give me a tune to 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 um, a scripture because I asked him to years and years ago. But this morning, that morning, this song was. I am your deliverer. And it kept singing over and over. I woke up and this way I don't really dream but I woke up to this music playing in my ear. and It was the most beautiful melody. So I began to try and compose it, you know, to push it somewhere, to take it beyond. But all I could hear over and over in the most beautiful voice, the most beautiful melody was, I am your deliverer. Even right now, I am continuously saying, God, thank you, because I experience so many things in, in my own personal life that can be very challenging. And that makes me remember that I have a king who loves me and he has the power to deliver me. And I give it back to you, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. I, I pray that you guys walk with me. Um, the Lord gave me this word of molestation. We have all been molested. Some kind, some shape, some fashion. We have all been molested by somebody. And what society has put emphasis on is sexual molestation. And what I need you to understand, whoever I'm talking, I'm talking to myself too. Whoever you're talking to, molestation is a chain. It's a stronghold. It's something that will keep you bound. And, and the problem with that is that when we were young and we found ourselves in a place of molestation, we did not have the mental capacity to, 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 um, to understand it nor to, to carry ourselves through it. And when we brought it, some of us was afraid to bring it to other people. And we didn't know how to process this. However, God is our deliverer. And he has delivered it. And some of us has been bamboozled into thinking that it was your fault. Hmm. I'm here to tell you, God has forgiven you for that. Hmm. God has forgiven your molester. Hmm. Because you must understand that this is the this is a byproduct of a falling world. 
These are things that happen. We have been abused up and down the coast, up and down all kind of ways, and we survived. You've got to learn to forgive yourself because if you don't forgive yourself, you will never know how to forgive someone else. So we have to break the chains of molestation that uh, what someone else done to us, somebody lied on us, somebody cheated on us, somebody stole from us. Amen. Look where we are today. And only if we get our heads clear, if we could get our heart right. Amen. Because, see, you got to understand, you talk like you talk because your heart is hurting. It might be conscious or it might be unconscious. A lot of us has thrown stuff that was so painful in our life in the subconscious, but it's still there. It leaks out because the Bible says, if you got to listen to this, if you got a foul mouth, if you're very argumentative, if you speak evil, the Bible says evil communication corrupts good behavior. You are a good person and God loves you, but your heart for the Bible also says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. When you cleanse your heart, when you renew a right spirit in your heart, then you will talk different. You will walk different. You will think different. You'll be at peace. When you forgive the person that wronged you, you will release yourself from that bondage and be set free. We spend so much time on trying to get even, hating people, being bitter towards people. And all it does, it turns on us. Those are the, the fruits of Satan, not, not of God. Bitterness, covertness, uh, all the lasciviousness, um, all of those negative things that will keep us out of the kingdom of heaven. We got to shake it off. I'm telling you, God has forgiven you for whatever you have done. You have to learn how to forgive yourself. You must understand that God is not like man. Man ain't going to never forgive you. He, gonna ne he ain't going to let you forget, but that's okay. But God is not like man that he should uh, repent, nor the son of man. I mean, I'm sorry, not, God is not like man, you know. That, that he has to uh, uh, be forgiven or you don't have to forgive God. You don't have to uh, uh, understand how God is so different, but he is. And he says, lean not to your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all my ways. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your way. So that should tell you that God processes information so much different than us. He's yes, so loving and caring than us. Amen. God don't have to say, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Let me do over. He doesn't repent because he's not like man. So you got to understand that God has forgiven you for any foul thing you have done. When you have come to Christ, you became a new creation. Old things will pass away and all things become new. The Bible tells us that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness. If we confess our sin. So here, moving forward in learning how to identify the things that are keeping you from having a fruitful relationship with God that's keeping you from walking in the power and authority that Jesus Christ has given us, it all lies in your mind. It's how you see yourself. 
I always knew God uh, was a healer, and I always knew he was a deliverer. But I didn't know he would heal me or deliver me, and I had to get something. I had to catch cancer in order for me to realize he was a deliverer. I had to have mercy to know that he would he would cover me. See what I'm saying? So sometimes the things we go through are to show God to us that he's real. Amen. So take the chains off. Take the fear because he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And he promises that though if you would stop looking at the past, if you would stop reminiscing on the hurt and the pain and start putting your mind on Jesus. The Bible said he, those who keep their mind on him, he will keep them in perfect peace. Your peace is just a mind changing or mind a perception changing away. Amen. Sister Phyllis. Oh, it's just rich and real and so good. He is truly our deliverer. I tell you, guys, if you have any questions out there or comments that you, oh, Pastor John Thomas, there's so many comments coming in. Um, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank him for that. Uh, oh, it's a wonderful thing. There are so many. I, I really can't keep up with them. So um, uh, what one thing that you said there is we have to keep our minds clear. And understand that God really does deliver. But pastor, one thing that I know is going on is uh, with a lot of believers, they, they, they do believe there's a, there's a little bit of belief going on. But like you said, you received, you, you, you had to suffer. And the Bible tells us that after we have suffered a while, we shall be established. And, 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 and fixed, our heart will be fixed because when we suffer, we only can depend on God. Man cannot do it. I, I so appreciate that part of your testimony. I remember when my oldest brother said, he told me when he was about uh, 30 and he had been like a little, uh, you know, kind of like not quite a wild child, but like out, <laughs> he was an amazing guy. And he said, he told the Lord, when are you going to get my attention? What are you going to have to do to get my attention? He actually asked the Lord that. And guess what he got? Right after that, he had uh, cancer. Only person in my family, uh, who, whoever did. And, and then through, he really trusted in his, my mother's prayers. So he would always tell me, you know, that I, I live by faith in my mother's prayers. That's what he said. But when he got cancer, he said, the Lord got my attention. And he became such a staunch believer and he walked in Christ. I, and, he, and he went into total remission. It returned only when he was about 73. That's what uh, claimed his life, you know, so to speak. I think he gave up and died. But um, so what you're saying is real. God is real. God is real. And his power is such that he is a deliverer. And what does it mean to be delivered? It means to be set free from something. And I can attest to that as well. Pastor, there's so many things. This molestation, the idea of molestation, I love it. I love it. 
Uh, my my grandchildren were here. The elder is, oh, the eldest is 22. The youngest was 11. And I put them at the table because I realized I'd never prayed with them as a group. I have prayed with them, you know, in devotion. That, but I'd never given wisdom from my life. And, and that is the, one of the things that I said to them is, is that God will see you through and you do not have to give in to the temptations and the allurements of the world. But if you need him, he really is there. And never keep it to yourself. You touched on so much tonight. I am amazed how um, we are indeed in partnership. We are spiritually in partnership. God has ordained this moment in time, and I'm so grateful. Now, with that, I kind of want to be quiet myself and invite... Um, so we have, we have a, a number of people who are sitting in a place where they can talk. Uh, Pastor, if you're ready for that, we could ask for comments from um, from others or, or or you can just keep teaching whatever you wish no. to do. Okay. I, I just want to make, I just want to comment on something you said because okay. I don't want nobody to twist what you said. Okay. And, and then we could do the, the people could come and talk. When you said that, your brother said to God, what is it mm -hmm. that I, what is it going to take for you to get my attention, right? Yes, yes. Watch this. What he didn't realize that God already had his attention when he was yes. talking to him. That's now, right. remember the scripture where it says, what the devil meant for bad, God will turn for good. Amen. Okay. So here it is, the devil here in this conversation between your brother and God. Now, yeah. according to John 10 and 10, the Bible says the thief coming but to steal, kill, and destroy. Hallelujah. God, Jesus said, but I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The reason I'm saying this is because I don't want anybody to think that sickness and disease come from God. God Lord does not God. have put sickness and disease on us to get our attention. He said, if you, 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 and me, if we do our job, if we'll lift him up, he'll draw all men unto him. Hallelujah. So Hallelujah. what the devil meant for bad through cancer, because I went through that same rodeo. What yeah. he didn't know is that because of God's grace and mercy, he kept us. You see what I'm saying? He kept us and carried us through it for a time such as this. So the so that now God is more real to your brother, to me, to anybody else who went through the affliction. For the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers us from them all. And we got to mm. go through to get to that. Mm. Don't think God put this cancer on him. That's the devil did it and God kept him. Mm -hmm. OK, I just, I just want to clear that up because so many believe. Think that God, God gonna get us sick, you know? Like they said, be careful what you say. Don't tell God to use you because He'll use you, and you may not want it. No, we, that's not true. Don't don't even go for that. So I just needed to say that. Amen. Okay. I'm so glad you did. I am so glad you did. Um, thank you very much because I didn't want to leave that impression either. I didn't know right. I, I might be. So you made me very aware of that. That is, however, what He did, and you are right. He always had his attention because my brother, no matter what he was doing, would come home no matter what time in the early morning and go, get on his knees to pray. 
many times (laughs) he would just be there and i would go back there and say oh my goodness gail you're still on your knees you know we oh it was a wonderful thing what you just said uh he surely did uh he was very aware he needed the deliverance and so he needed i believe to know that god was able to do the things that he did after all so praise be to god now uh pastor um, what else before we before we dive in? <laughs> no, no, no. Let let them come in. Let them come. Oh, okay. Amen. All right. So, okay. Anyone your your comments? I sis, uh, sister Amy K. Thank you for being here, Miss Imperial, or I don't know if Imperial Imperial is a male or female, but you are free to give comments at this point. A light touch. Are you? Anyone to, to comment? I love the show this evening. Good evening, everyone. I can't hear us. Okay. Light touch. Could you speak a little louder? Uh, I'm speaking as loudly as I can. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. I got it. Okay. All right. Okay. I just wanted to say the subject is so wonderful. It's so timely. And that um, I was saying good evening to everyone. And I just wanted to to mention that I believe that when we dwell in a place in the past of those things that have hurt or, you know, those past experiences where we fell short, um, it's a trick of the enemy to arrest you in a place of darkness. And we need to go in God. My mother used to say, just put it at the foot of the leave it there. You can't do it. The battle is not ours. It is the Lord's. And he can fix it way better than we can because he can see things that we cannot see. He knows things that we do not know. And so that is why it's so important to really forgive yourself like you said, Pastor. And forgive others because we need forgiveness. That's all. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Is there anyone else? Good evening. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Hi, this is Sister Sharon. Good evening, Sister Phyllis, and everyone else on the line. I remember uh, we learned from you that when you went through your cancer, that we you told us that when you asked God why, and he was like, I believe you said he said, why not? But also you said that all you learned that all sickness is not unto death, and that it's for his glory. So could you expound on that situation that happened, please? Well, real quick, when they first told me I had cancer, my natural man responded. And and I said, why? And the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, why not you? And then I remember reading in the book of John where the blind man, they brought the blind man who were born at birth 
to the Pharisees because Jesus had healed him and gave him gave him his sight, and he brought him before the court, and they said, "Well, who who gave you your sight?" And he said, "Jesus." And when the disciples asked, he said it was for his glory. You know, sometimes God knows us and he knows sometimes we need to see signs and wonders. He knows that we need to see those miracles. And God was glorified when he gave that man sight. And then at the end of that, the Holy Spirit told me every sickness is not unto death. And that told me that that was going to be my testimony, that you can have cancer for 100 years. And don't die because of cancer. Because God's grace and his mercy is sufficient, like he told Paul. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. And that is his word. Every Amen. sickness is not unto death. Glory. Okay, Sister Amy. Okay, oh, I didn't even, um, I, I didn't, wasn't aware that you could hear, but um, I was saying amen. And um, I, I waited because it was so close to home, um, your testimony. And mine was absolute fear. I was, I, you know, I was, I was newly walking with the Lord, walking again with him. You know, I had, I took a detour down the wide, the wide way, the, 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 the freeway and um, what's coming had come off and was it was in a narrow way but just newly in it and um but because i had um brought such a luggage such a uh what's that called a treasure chest of uh but it wasn't treasure of fear i brought a lot of fear from that wide way that i came from and i had for years i don't know how many but it was more than five and probably even more than that i had not gone to a doctor didn't do because first you start off you're not going you're saying oh i don't want to go they're going to say this is wrong or that is wrong because i know i wasn't doing everything right and anyway, when I finally did, um, what finally made me go is that I was having this discomfort pain or whatever. And when I went to the um, emergency room, um, they uh, suspected that right then and there, they suspected that I had cancer. And they were right. I did at that time. And that also because I brought up that treasure chest of fear because or I don't know what to call it, trunk of fear, because that was the thing. I, I One of the reasons I didn't want to go to the doctor because I was afraid every time I heard cancer, I got the willies. Right. And so in the meantime, what happened, just as just as you said, I, I um, um, when I got that diagnosis, I the first time is, yes, my flesh woke up. My flesh was moving in it. And in the midst of it, in the midst of me crying, in the midst of me remembering all the things that I had done wrong and how I deserved it, I was talking to the Lord like, I listen, you finally came home to roost. I deserve this. I know the things I've done, right? And in the midst of that, in that bathroom, in that hospital, sitting there, um, not knowing what to do, I got a peace. I'm crying and falling apart and I got a peace. And I knew it wasn't me because I, you know, I'm scared and fearful. I knew it wasn't me. And in the midst of it, I could hear him just calming me down and telling me he loved me. And so anyway, um, that I needed, I, I needed him. I, I needed to know that about him. And so therefore, um, it's something about those things that we dread or that we fear, or we don't want to hear um, that the Lord can show us how small it is in his presence, you know, and how he's in control of it. So, amen. I thank you for the testimony just spoke to me and all that you're saying, just, you know, it just moved my heart. And so God bless and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Another point, um, Pastor John, uh, Thomas, Pastor JT, I'm going to say that I'm calling you JT, is this idea of the molestation. I um, 
really want us to um, recognize how important it is to evangelize young people, but not in a way that uh, presses them into a particular behavior, but just like you brought it tonight, that God is a deliverer and that you, you, I love it when you say you're the most important person. Oh my goodness. Just to know that you are that loved and that the Lord embraces you even when you're an enemy of his. That's what you brought out tonight, Pastor John. And I I love that. I, I, I want to say, give us more, give us more. But would you talk to us in a few minutes about really engaging young people and helping them to know how much God loves them and wants them in his kingdom so that he can be their deliverer, their everything. Amen. Okay. Yeah. You want it now or you want it a few minutes, you said? <laughs> I want it whenever oh, okay. you want okay. to okay. give okay. it. Praise God. Uh, it, 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 in understanding that, I think what happens is that young people as well as older people go through things that they aren't able to process. And the first thing that we associate pain with is somebody don't like us, somebody hates us, somebody's trying to hurt us. Um, when, when in fact, again, we're living in a fallen world and anything goes. I, I think that your mother may not understand, your father may not understand, your sister may not even understand, but you have to understand that you can bring anything to God as you speak to the Lord. See, you have to understand you're the next generation that are supposed to worship God when we die. God deals with generation after generation. So he wants to keep you. He wants you to be and he wants you to know him. He he wants you to 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 rely on him. This is why it's so important. Second Timothy 2 and 15, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God that a workman need of not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, you've seen your grandmother worship. You've seen your mother worshiping this guy. It's really up to you to find out who is this God that my grandmother and my mother keep talking about. And if you realize all the hard times you may have had, you got through them by the grace and mercy of God. It would do you well to learn about this God that we worship, because this is the God of your next generation. That's going to help you through suffering and pain that his great. See, once you know how much he loves you, then you want to stay close to him. You know the world means you no good, but God has your back. He is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your uh, uh, provider. He, will, he is everything you need. And it, it would be good for you to get closer to God, to go through all the pain you're going through. He will bring you through. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were young men. David was, I think he was... 11 when when uh Samuel came 
and anointed him to be king. He was so young. God looked for the young people. Uh, Joshua, he was young. You know, God, here we doing our thing, and we are supposed to teach you younger people about the goodness of this God that we serve, that we can't see with our natural eye, but we can have relationship in, in, the, in the spiritual eye. And here that the world is so wicked that your peace lies in you knowing who this God is. God has taken care of so many of his people. And he loves you just like you, your mother loves you, even more than your mama loves you in, in most of the you know cases. So I, I'm saying to the young people, don't try to work this out by yourself. Uh, evil begets evil. And, and, and we always want to get even. And somebody's always hurting your feelings and you want to lash out. But God is showing us another way. He said, be not conformed to this world. Meaning don't do it the way the world do it, but try the way I'm telling you to do it. I got you. I'll lead you. You never been this way before. This is why God gives you leaders. He gives you people who have rule over you to teach you in the way that you should. The Bible said, teach a child in the way it should go, that when it gets older, it won't depart far. You got enough Jesus in your mind, enough of, of God's grace and mercy in your mind, now you have to learn how to get it in your heart. If you let it get in your heart, no matter what comes against you, you'll have power and authority over it. You, now, look at this. Proverbs 18.21 says, Definite life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. We have been taught how to talk negative, how to talk about death and killing and hating. And that's what you get. Hate begets hate. Anger begets anger. But God is trying to show you how to walk on the other side of that and walk in love. He said he will make your enemies at peace with you. He said that he will prepare a table in the presence of your enemy. You don't have to fight the enemy. Like the lady said, it's not your battle. It's the battle of the Lord. Take your stuff. Don't do like grownups do. When they go to the altar, they take their problems to God and they cry on the altar. And as soon as they get up, they pick it back up and take it home with them. Leave it at the altar. Whatever you ask God to do, clear for you. Believe that he will clear it. Believe that he will take care of it. He will give you that peace that you need. We are evidence that God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. We are true. We are witnesses that God is true to his word. That he watches over his word. Whatever he said he'll do for you, he'll do it. You just have to have patience and, and in due season. Faint not for in due season. You shall reap that which you ask God for. Amen? Yes. So we have a comment, uh, Pastor John. I often wonder why God took my husband, even though I realize that we shall surely die. I struggle with, did I do enough for him? Why didn't I see, know that he was sick? He died suddenly. And then she says, yes, he was up in age 67. I realized that I should be more realistic. And yet um, this this uh, sister 
struggles with the loss of of her husband um, from a sudden, you know, just a sudden change. So she's wondering some things there. Best John, can you respond Absolutely. to Absolutely. First and foremost, God didn't take your husband. God received the spirit of your husband. Okay, let's get that straight. God don't kill us off. He receives us. You remember when Jesus gave up the ghost after, you know, man thought they killed Jesus. Jesus didn't, they didn't kill Jesus. Jesus surrendered his spirit and he gave up the ghost. That's what we do. Okay. Now you have to understand that the body is frail. If you don't take care of the body, the body ain't going to take care of you. Sometimes we put over wear and tear on our bodies. Sometimes things malfunction just because of how we live in and what we're breathing. So it wasn't your fault, first of all. And maybe you didn't see it because you was looking at something else. And if you did see it, what do you think you would have been able to do? Okay, so set yourself free mm -hmm. from that, first of all. Now, 67, let me, let's make this perfectly clear. 67 is not old. No. Okay. And I'm biased on that because I'm 67, about to be 68, and I'm looking for 120. But it's all <laughs> it's all in how we take care of our bodies. Amen. God has given us three scores and 70, and he said, if you take care of yourself, you could get 120. Amen. And some people mm -hmm. are pushing past that, and that's okay. So, yeah. First, you have to release yourself from thinking you didn't do enough. Amen. And now another thing, what we fail to realize is when we have loved ones that are sick and they are fighting to get well and the doctors are doing what they're doing and we are praying and fasting. And the Bible says the fervent, the fervent prayer availeth much. All of that is good. But when that person who is sick get tired and they don't want to fight no more, they give up the ghost and God receives them. Um, Amen. The yeah. devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Please, please, please. Don't believe God takes your loved ones. He doesn't. He doesn't. This is why we have to get this understanding so that we can work the principles when the enemy comes against us. Half of us don't even pray properly. It's gimme, 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 gimme. Very few say thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I hope that answers your question. I hope it helps too, and uh, I I want to also give another little point. You know, when you when you live a a lot of years, <laughs> experience informs you of many things. Even though I could not ever have articulated it as well as uh, Pastor JT just did, uh, when my mother uh, died, I remember very I prayed very hard that she wouldn't die. Because to me, she just wasn't old enough, and I just never thought she would give up that quickly after my dad died. But she did. But when I prayed, uh, the Lord said to me, 
she can live if she wants to. That's what I heard. So I went into my mother and I said, Coke, I called her Cokey at times when I wanted to, you know, be kind of her buddy, but also very serious. So I said, Cokey, um, now you can just you can just get up off that bed if you want to, because I believed what the Lord said. She looked at me and she looked away. And in the in the look, I knew that she did not want to. I knew it. Just like the spiritually, God just let me know it. At which point I gave her the freedom from whatever was holding her to go back, quoting the Psalm, Psalm 90. And I said, just fly away. And I'm telling you, she did. It was quick. She was gone. And I prayed that the Lord would not let her feet get cold. I don't know why I did that. But mother was in that bed waiting, you know, for all the people to show up and come. And I've been around other dead people and they they stiffen and they uh, get cold, right? Uh, rather quickly, mother's feet never got cold, nor did she ever get stiff. A miracle. God showed me just what you said, Pastor John, is that we give up the ghost. We give it up. We submit if we are tired and we want to move on. And there is a better place for sure than this earth, this thing that we are living in at this moment. There is a better condition. There is eternity. And when we are ready for it, we, we move out of the frail, deteriorating body. And I pray that that is really a big help. Now, I see in the co-host seat, E-C-E-D-J-V-Q-E. Uh, I'd like to know if you would like to speak. And I will. I, I don't know if you know that I have muted you, but it's off now. So if you want to speak, you may. You've been there for a while. And welcome. So glad you are. E-C-E-D. J V Q E. That's someone's handle. Okay. Well. Oh, they they muted again, so they don't want. Can to you hear oh, me? Go ahead. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yes, great. Yes. Now I was just saying that I did have the opportunity to speak. I'm really enjoying this session, and I just bless God for yeah. It's it's a blessing. Because we're it learning is. that people are learning things that they didn't know before. So uh, it's always Praise powerful to learn education in the Bible and to yeah. learn how to live right. But I wanted to say in what you were just talking about, sometimes we as individuals, whether if it's a parent that's going on or a husband, sometimes we want to hold on to them. And we mm -hmm. ask God, please don't take them now. But sometimes mm -hmm. they're just ready. And I believe sometimes they know they're ready. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's a just God and sometimes he'll give us our answer to help them stay a little bit longer, you yeah. know, so sometimes yes. we just have to let God be God. Amen. 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 And let, let the person surrender. Amen. To, to the in, yeah, the inevitable is, is glory in heaven anyway. So, wunderbar, wonderful, wonderful. So, Pastor, you may... Um, if there are no more comments, I know I thought Imperial, Imperial 
Okay, I'm probably not saying that just like it's spelling. M. Perliel, I guess, uh, was in the co-host seat. If you have a comment that you'd like to leave, please do. You, you moved from the co-host seat, um, but you can type in using the chat any, uh, any comments that you like, and we will be more than happy to, to read them. We have a, a number of people in the studio. I want to welcome all of you. And I am so grateful, as I know Pastor JT is, that you have joined us this evening. This is an, a, a wonderful Wednesday uh, expectation. I look forward to Wednesday because I look forward to hearing uh, Pastor JT. I believe Pastor John Thomas is a man for the hour. I believe that God is raising up those prophets who will speak his word without compromise. I believe that the words that they speak, the messages that they bring are timely in that we are dealing with these issues in our present world. That is why evangelism of a creative nature from which I believe I operate is so important. We are not a people who are static. God knows his creation. He knows what is timely. He understands what is needed. He knows the power of evil over life. And therefore, he is the power that can raise up deliverance for us all. And Pastor John Thomas, I believe you're one of those men. And I'm so grateful that you're here. I want to give um, just a moment for other comments. Um, I don't want to overlook any anyone's comments. Uh, there are many likes to the show. There are many amens. There are many thank yous. Um, so if you if anyone wants wants to say something, like I'm I'm trying to keep up with them, or I'm trying to read them all. Uh, just stop me, you know, like, I don't know, send some balloons or something. So I'll know that you want to speak. And Pastor JT, I want to say before before I give the, the mic back to you, that you can donate to this. I don't I don't ask for, you know, donations a lot because um, I'm asking the Lord to give us a business so that we can support our work um, through through what we do, you know, and presently for, for Rehoboth Institute, that is a unique finds. There are beautiful candles that we're making. And if you're interested in in those candles, like pretty soon they will be on our, our webpage and you can go in and order the candles and we will ship them to you. And the uniqueness about the candles is first that they are aromatherapy oils and organic oils and, um, very high quality oils, uh, soy. I'm, I'm mostly using soy. What do you call this stuff? Wax because it, it's it's less smoky than than some of the beeswax. But I'm experimenting, and I'm you know just got started. It's kind of the Lord telling me to do it. I never made a candle in my life, but I made them, and they've turned out so beautifully. So we want to be able to support ourselves without begging folks, and you know, so I want to whatever. But the pod, if you see a an opportunity to give pod points, all pod points translate into a penny. If you give one, that's one penny. So if you give a donation and it, it, it pod points, they add up 
and for all the pod points that we receive through any of the Wednesday evening uh, uh, sessions with Pastor JT, I will translate that into money that will be donated to that ministry. Uh, so Pastor John, I just want you to know that as well. I also want you, Pastor, to uh, tell the uh, listening audience about the number of ministries you do per week. It's amazing. This is a pastor who really works. I have it all written down, but you're right here in person. So, yes. Share with us, please, sir. Pastor John. Yes. Thomas. Oh, I, okay. Hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> I thought I heard a <laughs> yes. brother's voice. I thought you was talking to him. Amen. Um, yeah, I did hear one too, but no, I was talking with right, you. Right. I know about the ministry. JT. Yeah. Amen. Um, mm -hmm. The Lord has put yes. on my heart, and, and I do this free will that now we have. I used to, I used to preach Monday and Wednesday, I think. Monday, mm -hmm. Wednesday, and Thursday, something like that. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, mm -hmm. and then Sunday. But the Lord put in my heart a, a need that we had. We had a need for a singles min, uh, ministry in that not talking about wanting to have a, a mate, and that definitely came up, but it's about being mm -hmm. single in Christ. How do you take advantage of your singleness while being in Christ. And it's a lot of good teaching that we're getting and talking. And then Tuesday is, you know, it's questions and answers. There's not enough. There's more mm -hmm. proclaiming in the pulpit than mm -hmm. it is explaining. And we have a line mm -hmm. that you bring questions and like we make it real known that none of us are theologians or scholars, but we just children of the word of, of God's word. So we tell you what God say. Amen. Um, then Wednesday, we have the pod. Thursday, I preach again. Friday, we take a break, I guess. And then Sunday, uh, I'm back on the line and in the church house. So we are trying to get this word out. And this is why I bless God for introducing me through Sh Sister Sharon with Sister Phyllis because we can reach more people. Amen. And, and that's, that's the goal, to get this word out because a lot of people have a misconception of what this word means or what God is saying and or how much God loves you. And you have to know. You have to know that God is not a taskmaster. He is not punishing us for what we don't do. But the day of judgment is coming and everyone will have to be held accountable. So now is the time. This is the season to in all your getting, get understanding so that you know what God requires of you. You know how to get what you need to get from God. And if you don't know how to do it, if you don't know how to walk in the principles, or if you don't know what the principles are, you just running around like a chicken with your head off. God mm. has so much mm. he wants to get to you. He has so much he wants to get through you so that you can shine on somebody. The Bible says, so let your light shine that men will see your good work and glorify your father who is in heaven. What kind of light are you shining? What are you showing people? 
you can't show what you don't know. And we just bless God for the, the word he put in my spirit. We've got a seven-volume book on the, on the word, not my opinion. The Bible said in Psalms 1 and 1, Blessed is the man who taketh not counsel from the ungodly or stand in the ways of the sinner or sit in the seat of the scornful. So when you talk to me and you ask me something, I'm going to tell you what God says. If I don't know right out the gate, I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to give you my opinion because my opinion ain't worth a hill of beans. So we are servants for the Lord. Uh, Sister Sharon is one of the members, and I think Sister Veronica is on. But we got all these powerful women who now understand the word of God. They take what they had and they're bear witness with it with the word of God now. Amen. And there's there's a thing, you know, one thing I keep remembering is when the disciples asked Jesus, why did he speak in parables? And he says, some have ears and they don't hear and some have eyes and they can't see. So that's to go back to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Sadducees, when they saw the miracles, they always tried to discount it. When Jesus spoke, they always spoke against it. But he told the disciples that it is unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And in this season, this 21st century church, it is unto the people of God, you and me, to know what God is saying in this season. The Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians that we have not been given the spirit of this world. When we came to Christ, we, we said, I don't want this world no more. Now we got to learn how to transition into the spirit world. He said he, is, I, he did not give us the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God. Watch this. That we might know those things that are freely given to us. Everything God gives us is free of charge. We just have to follow the principles. Amen. 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 Oh, what a wonderful, you're talking about midweek. Guys, this forum is phenomenal. You get to hear uh, sound doctrine, sound words, and ask questions. Now, those of you here who know me know that I'm all about fellowship. I believe that we ought to be able to engage each other in conversation about our Lord. And when we are uh, in challenge, we should be able to talk together, to reason together about things as the Lord has told us and, and, and pray for one another. I love this. I love this. Thank you, Father. I could not have done it better. <laughs> I was trying, but here we go. So invite someone, come. And Pastor Thomas has given you all of the, the, uh, work, the ministries that go on in his church. They are via conference call. Uh, I am sure that the Lord is going to uh, move them into their own podcast. But right now I'm just having a really good time that it's here. Or we may continue to share who can know what God will do. We are all open for him. And Pastor uh, gave you the schedule. He just didn't give give you guys the the call in number. <laughs> so uh, Pastor, would you, I'm, I'm looking for it. I do have it written here, but in the meantime, if you will, give it to me and I will type it in the chat. And anyone who wants to write it down can do Amen. so. It's 712. Okay. The phone number is 712-770-4853. The access code is 
246-247. It starts at 8 o'clock, and it ends when the Holy Ghost is finished. But if you got to go, just hang up and keep it moving. Now, let me <laughs> access. I'm sorry. Access is two four six three four seven pound pound. Right, thank you. The Bible much. says, "If okay. you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart." Okay, and, and this is just because a lot of times we think God is controlling everything. He's not controlling. He's in control, but he's not control. He is controlling or allowing us to control. Okay. So when you say, mm -hmm. uh, if God's will be done, a lot of people say, well, if you delight yourself in his, your will going to be his will. And my mm -hmm. will is that we remain partners no matter where God takes us. How about mm -hmm. that? I love it. <laughs> See, we got to learn how to speak. Real talk. We got to learn how to speak. And a lot of times we speak negative. We speak unsure. The, what Jesus said. No, I like this one. He said, we call those things that be not as though they were. You have the confidence that God has your back. And he said, if you believe in the works that I do, you shall do also in greater works than these. God spoke to the fig tree and it did what it did, what he said. When, 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 when we have mountains in our lives, situations and circumstances, he's like saying, don't tell me about it. Speak to the mountain. You see what I'm saying? Oh, hear what I'm saying? Because, yes, because yes, we have to realize and believe that he has given us power and authority. Why did he created us? To have dominion and power over everything he created. So you have to speak what you want. Um, I forgot the scripture, but it said, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, yeah. And thanksgiving, that's even before you get it, Amen. make your request mm -hmm. made known. Sorry. You see what I'm saying? We got to learn how to Sorry. talk. Not he good. said, I'll put a new language in their mouth. Very Amen. Amen. Okay. Duly corrected. No, Thank no, you so I ain't much. correcting you. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, yes, you No, you did, really and truly. I know you didn't, you know, that may not have been your intent, but it has been for me. And I, I'm chuckling because it's so good. Uh, sometimes we fall into, well, I, I say God willing for a reason, but we do fall into a negative speak from time to time. And a part, I believe, of believing really believing God is always knowing that he will give you the desires of your heart and his will is, I, I, I often say it, my life, your will. I mean that. I want his will to work through me at all times. I love you, uh, uh, Pastor John <laughs> Thomas. Uh, and I'm so grateful that you just real talk like you said. It's so it's so much fun. Now, all of you, please invite someone. I am very, very pleased to say that I invited um, a few people who actually came tonight. Okay. Young men are on my list, my son included. And I am going to continue to do that because like I 
said, I do believe with all my heart that the relevance of your words, these words that God is speaking through Pastor JT are for this time. We need it. Our young people are suffering greatly. They have been um, uh, accosted, molested Mm -hmm. by hurts and pains caused from a society really that rejects a lot of us. So we need the Lord. If, if, if God uh, doesn't catch us, you see, we will be so traumatized from life, a lot of us, that we would, we would seriously fall. So with that, I am so very, very grateful. And everyone, please remember the pod points. It just came to me. I, I had, you know, the thing about doing the podcast is, and, you know, on the one, this hosting site that I am, I only get to see one side of it. I am on the um, delivering the podcast side. So I'm not on the receiving. You know, I never can be in the audience of my own podcast. And I have listened to other podcasts, but I've never found myself in the audience. However, there's one person who comes to this site and they always end up with these pod points. So I did the seminar, you know, I looked at the webinar, I'm thinking, what are these pod points all about? And I found out it's actual money. (laughs) It's amazing. It's a small amount. But if a thousand people give a thousand pennies, that's 1,000 cents. And it takes 100, so that would be $10, you see. So if we give small amounts, then my guest uh, can always uh, receive a donation. Even though there is no charge, Pastor JT never told me that he would charge me for this, nor do any of my guests. And I've had some really great ones. But I do feel um, that if we can, we would surely provide one, one reason why uh, I am, you know, doing the, the business end of it now and would like to be able to amass some small tokens of appreciation to give to those who come. So um, I, I beseech you, if it's in your heart to do so, to do so indeed. And if not, we will carry on just as the Lord has ordained because he has actually the payback, right? Recompense, yes. he does. May God be praised. I'm loving this. It's it's hard to say goodnight, but I think the hour must have arrived because as much as I thought we could go on forever, we can only go on at one for our podcast, 180 minutes live. So we do have we do have a time limit that we have 60, well, 50 more minutes to go. But Pastor John, I know that you've worked very hard today. He works all day. And then he ministers every night of the week. So I want to give the mic back to you that you might um, give us our, our farewell words. And then we'll be out and everyone can have a really great night's sleep. Okay. okay. Um, first, I want you to mm-hmm. send Sister Sharon your address so we can send you a donation okay. for all the work you're uh, doing. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I, this, this is what I do. I'm blessed already. I bless God, you know. Um, yeah, this this do that, <laughs> you know. Uh, God is You're good. sweet. He's awesome. We shall take. Okay. God bless you. We're gonna take that up when it, when we're we're when we're, when we're out. Okay. I'll, I'll be in touch with Sharon. God bless you. You know, he's given of his time. He, he last week he said the Lord is speaking to him, telling him to be available 
any day of the week for me. Now, you know, I got off this thing with tears of, of gratitude and thanksgiving. And so far, I, I, I feel that I can't take you up on that because I know you're working very hard. And I know that the Lord has provided sufficiently right now, but we will see, pray with us what the Lord really wants. Um, uh, yeah, what he really wants, right? Because that's what we really want. Okay, so thank you, uh, Pastor JT. You're a phenomenal man, and I'm praying for your strength. Amen. And God gets the glory. You, you know, for me, it's like when I get up in the morning, I do what I do, and I don't do a whole lot because I'm retired, you know, but he blesses everything that I do. When I'm here right now, I'm in the spirit. And I get power mm -hmm. from the anointing of God. So I don't get mm -hmm. tired for this. And so that's why I say I'll be available. I, I, my people have 24-hour access to me. Mm -hmm. Now, not to say that my body won't slumber. And if I'm asleep, I won't mm -hmm. answer. But I'm available. <laughs> Amen. You know, we Love it. Just you guys are really glad. Yes, yes. Let me say something. I just want to say, I just want to say thank you for your labor of love, you and Pastor, because we need forerunners like you. And I just bless God that we're able to minister to people and that they can receive it. And as far as us getting on the line every night, all those nights, I got to thinking, well, you know, when I was out there in the world, I was partying and clubbing and going out in the middle, middle of the week when I wanted to. You know, I was doing whatever I wanted to do. So now I've changed partners, crossed over, and I'm doing the things that make me peaceful and happy. And that's being with my father and listening to his word because there's peace in the word of God. And I just bless God for what y'all are doing. And I know God is going to bless you. We know the word said a man is worthy of his hire, but God is the one who blesses us the most. That's a man right. can't out bless God. So That's I just right. bless God that whatever goes on, that God has his hands in it. And I see all that you do. You do a lot. You think pastor do a lot, but you do a lot too. So oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. And I just bless God all the people that got on tonight. I do too. I, I really think it's exciting. And I know that, that it's going to uh, increase because when we were doing the Psalms, the light touching rings will tell you, Oh my goodness, you know, it started slow, but let me tell you, by the time we were at the end, yeah. we had it to stop because we said we lose touch with all these wonderful people. They were coming from everywhere. And I know the Lord God has um, has his plan in action and we wait patiently. I was telling our, our Pastor John that I don't um, pay much attention to numbers. If I believe the Lord wants me to do a thing, I can do that thing to one person and and go on and be just as happy. But God always multiplies. So it's, um, you know, it, it, sometimes it's just one-on-one. -on -one. He wants to do a, a particular thing, but pretty much the Lord multiplies and gives according to his designed plan for our, our work and ministry. And you know what I also appreciate? Pastor John Thomas says to me, everybody in my church can preach a word, can give a word. He is about it. I love that. I love that. I mean, I just think that's what it's all about. If only the pastor can give a word, what do, what, are, what are the rest of us good for, really and truly? The world needs to know that God is alive and well, that he loves 
those who come to him. He takes care of them. He never abandons. He does not leave. He is there. He is my deliverer. And therefore, I want to tell somebody, right? So, Pastor, I, we keep talking, but I'm giving it to you, and I'm going to be quiet at this moment. Thank Praise you. Praise Lord, everybody. It's a pleasure mm -hmm. to be before you, to speak the word of God, to be a representative for the kingdom of God. I do nothing on my own. I take no credit. I bless God for using me. Tonight, God has spoken to his people. Please take this word and take whatever part you need and let it make your life better. Make Allow it to bring you closer to God. Um, God is God is the most gracious God. And he's a loving God. You're not on this podcast by mistake. Some of us might be on because we've been delivered. I mean, we've been asked. But God has an, a, a, a purpose and a plan for you to hear what I'm saying in this season. And, and I'm no great man. I, I'm just another guy who loves the Lord and who is available. See, God uses whomever is available. So if you make yourself available and you be willing to be in covenant or make an agreement with God, your whole life will change. I promise you. I guarantee you that. So with that being said, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for all the things you have done, all the things you are doing, and all the things you are about to do in our lives. We thank you for keeping us from all hurt, harm, and danger. We ask you to bless our unsafe family members as well as our saved members. We ask you, Father God, to keep on pouring your spirit in us, for we can't do nothing without you. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the author and finisher of our faith. Without you, we can't do nothing. So we ask you, God, with a broken and contrite heart, we ask you to come on, lean down, and hear what we got to say. <clears throat> forgive us for our trespasses, Father God. We repent, and we ask you to forgive us for the things we've done and the things that we're not aware that we've done. But we know you are most gracious and merciful, and you will forgive us of our unrighteousness. Right now, Father God, we want to give you our heart. We want you to teach us your way. In the name of Jesus, come on to us, God. Visit us in the nighttime, in the midnight hours, God. Early in the morning, God, that we might understand your word and might have the, the zest and the zeal to transform our lives to a spiritual life, to walk in your righteousness and your holiness. We love you, Lord. We just don't know how to show. But open our eyes and our hearts and our minds, God that we may be able to understand your word. Let us learn how to receive the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to have a, a hold on us, that he will lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. We love you, Lord. You know we love you. We ask you, Father God, to continue to lead us in, in your right way. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch this podcast, touch everything that Sister Phyllis is doing and those who are helping her. Bless them, Lord. Give them the desires of their heart. Show them, God, that you are a might and mighty God. You're a great God in the mighty name of Jesus. And we'll be sure to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, how wonderful. And God be praised. You are the great beloved of the Lord, as Pastor John Thomas always says, won't you say it again, Pastor Thomas, as we're just going off tonight? 
you say to all the people? Be blessed on purpose. Yeah, that one, and that you are the most important. Oh, you are the most important person in God's eye. If God, if Hallelujah. God would not have let his son so die and offer you everlasting life with him. Remember, Jesus went to prepare a place for you. And that place got your name on it. Come, come claim what's yours in the name of Jesus. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh, that's so wonderful. I want to say one more time. This is wow. What a show. God is the star. And we are blessed to have had his appointed disciple, Pastor John Thomas of God Will Make a Way Ministries in Wadesboro, North Carolina. And if you are interested in, um, you know, just kind of sitting in on some ministry there, we've given the number. I will post it again. I didn't post it tonight. That's my fault. But the address is there and the phone number of the church is there. Please, I believe uh, Pastor John Thomas and his uh, his congregation are going to be happy to receive you if you come or if you join them. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Share it with someone and go in the joy and the peace of God because Pastor said it, you are the apple of his eye. He wouldn't let his son die if it were not so. So good morning, good afternoon, Good evening, wherever you are in the world. I ask that you be blessed and know that you are greatly loved. And God willing, we'll see you next time. Next Wednesday, 8 o'clock for sure. But go to Rehoboth Institute of the Arts to see more of um, what we offer. Thank you very much. Have a really good night. Have a very good night. Amen. Bye-bye. Yes. Good night. And thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you. Be blessed on purpose. For sure. <laughs>